Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We rejoice with the Harris family uh, once again. I was just listening to the Isaiah text and says, I call you by your name. I surname you, though you do not know me. Powerful words from the prophet of how God interacts with us. And we're grateful that Holden Lee Harris was named before God here in this church today. There is a lot happening in the world at the moment. I'm not going to pretend to be able to solve any of our problems with a 10-minute sermon from our pulpit here in Ronan. I'm not going to report on current affairs. Lord knows that there's no end to the number of people competing to give you their solutions of how they would fix the world. Yet I will point out that there continues to be many things that are anxiety-inducing across the globe. Seems that as soon as we solve one problem, ten more rise up to take their place. Perhaps this is just a problem with perception and are being over-informed on events as never before. But it seems like many situations in many parts of the world are as fraught as they have ever been. In a commentary she wrote on our first lesson for this week, Episcopalian Rector Dr. Callie Plunkett Bruton had this to say, we live in an anxious time. Recent events have left many of us holding our breath when we turn on the news, anticipating the next disaster. It is terribly important to remind our fellow Christians that we are a people of hope and that God did not abandon the exiles of Judah and does not abandon us either. Our ancient faith bears witness to the power of God to redeem and to restore sometimes in unexpected ways. We have received this faith and are called to live into it, just as the writer of Second Isaiah called the exiles to live into it. To do so requires us to be a people always looking for the signs of God's work in the world. It requires us to be a people of hope. We live in anxious times indeed. This commentary was published in 2017. And I do not think that the realities of our world have become less anxious over the past six years. Still, despite all the things that are anxiety inducing, we are called to live with hope for the otherworldly things that God can and does make happen. We must keep living with the hope that God will bring better days. For those who need them. Of course, hope for better days is not for the well-situated. Promises of peace mean more for those in war zones than those in peacetime. Health and wholeness mean something different to those who are sick and bedridden than those who are well and able. Financial security can be taken for granted by the rich while it is often coveted by the poor. 
Better days in the future mean the most for those who are hard up in the present. One one situation of God's unexpected work for the poor in our world occurred in the middle of the 19th century. Between 1845 and 1852, one of the most devastating famines in Irish history befell the small island nation. Known in Ireland as the Great Famine and elsewhere as the Potato Famine, diseased potato crops all across the country died in the dirt, leaving a third of the nation's citizens who were solely dependent upon potatoes for sustenance without anything to eat. The poor in Ireland died of disease and hunger at vast rates, totaling totaling roughly a million dead when all was said and done. It was a bleak time from which one would expect few stories of hope or deliverance. Nevertheless, aid to the situation came from a very unexpected group of Americans. The Choctaw Indian tribe in what was then the Indian Territory and today is known as Oklahoma, heard about the plight of the Irish, gathered what they had to give, and sent a gift of $170 in relief aid, a gift today that would be worth thousands, to the poor, hungry, and dying on the Emerald Isle in 1847. Though the tribe had no ancestral heritage on the island, or anywhere in Europe for that matter, they saw the suffering across the Atlantic, and they did what they could to help. Their generosity to foreign people that they would never meet in foreign places where they would likely never travel is remarkable. Their generosity is even more astounding when we remember that the Choctaw tribe was the very first Native American tribe forced off their ancestral homelands under the Indian Removal Act of 1830. Roughly 15 years before they sent their unexpected gift of international aid across the ocean, they had been forced by the Jackson administration to deed the lands that they had inhabited for countless generations in what is today Mississippi and relocate west to the arid lands of the southern Great Plains. I doubt that they had had much opportunity to reestablish themselves after their trail of tears. So the fact that they maintained a spirit of generosity amidst their scarcity and their suffering is powerful and profound. Their generosity continues to ring through the ages. In the midst of pandemic woes, especially when tribal members in the southwestern United States were dying some of the highest rates in our country, People in Ireland donated financial support in droves. They remembered what the Choctaw ancestors had done for their Irish ancestors in a time of horrible disease, hunger, and poverty. And they did what they could to provide mutual support from across the seas. Relationships between people can be quite beautiful and surprising. If we stop to pay attention every once in a while to how good good people can be in the world. 
I share this story to say that while we believe all good things ultimately come from our Creator, sometimes those good things come to us in very unexpected ways. Who would have imagined aid to the Irish being sent from the Choctaw natives, who were themselves refugees on the dry desert plains of North America? In our text for this week, we hear about Cyrus, the Persian emperor, being sent and empowered by the God of Israel, the God of Israel, to topple the Babylonians and finally send them home. Ancient sources said that Babylon was surrounded by more bronze and iron gates than anywhere else in the ancient world, literally imprisoning God's chosen people behind them for generations. God was sending another empire to force those gates open and set the people free so that they might return and worship their God in the land of their ancestors. In our own time, when people are fraught with anxiety and frustration all over the earth, God places stories like the generosity of the Choctaw tribe to the Irish before us so that the bronze and iron bars of our hearts and minds might be toppled. They might be toppled too. God means to set us free at the deepest of levels. There are walls that many of us have built up to keep things and people we disagree with in the world at bay. I don't know about you, but there seem to be as many figurative walls between people as there have ever been in our extreme and polarized present. These walls between people have not made us feel safer and more at peace. On the contrary, they often make us <clears throat> they often does not make us feel more anxious and frustrated with our world since they cut us off from neighborly support. Perhaps God will be sending us messengers, prophets, witnesses, or examples of hope that will inspire us to connect with one, uh, one another better someday soon. I suppose we will see. Regardless, like Cyrus proving to be God's instrument of free, uh, to free God's chosen people from the physical gates that constrained them, or the Choctaw tribe aiding the Irish thousands of miles away out of their own scarcity and poverty, God often does the best things in the most unexpected ways. God is good, and God's goodness is frequently more surprising than we could ever imagine on our own. Look for God to do new, good, and wonderful things in your life. You likely won't know what you're looking for, but when you see it, I pray that you will see the hand of God at work. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website 
at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor 